into the contest. It's the 4th of June. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, we really do loosen the shoulders. We, you know, we have some fun on a Friday on this show. Mate, you have to. Been working hard all week and uh, we're easing into the weekend, but a big show today, mate. The funny Shad Wicker's on, mate. I always enjoy my time chatting with him. Oh yeah, Queensland comedian Shad Wicker. Of course, we're going to talk state of origin, all things rugby league with him and former Olympian John Stephenson. Well, Shane, look, it ended in tears for Ash Barty, didn't it, the French Open? It was hard to watch. She had such a good preparation and then retiring injured. Yeah, sad to watch, mate. She, she was in tears. She's um, Ash has had a fantastic clay court season, pretty much unbeatable leading up to this. And, uh, look, she hasn't won since 2019 at the French Open, and I'm sure she had this one in her sights with the perfect preparation she had. But unfortunately, a hip injury and a real acute um, pain in her hip um, led to her losing the first set 6-1 and two all in the second set. She had to pull the pin and um, it's very unlike Ash to pull the pin on anything. So, yeah, she'd be shattered right now. Yeah, she certainly will be and our thoughts are with her. Roger Federer, of course, had a win, but he had a blow up with an umpire. Very rarely does that ever happen. This is Afternoon Sport. Coming up next, Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. All the latest in rugby league. God, it's Friday, and you know what that means. We're just uh, really, the shackles have come off on a Friday on this program, and Shadwick has joined just Queensland comedian. How, how are you feeling about Queensland getting flogged? Oh, come on now. You know what? Just keep it coming, mate. This is what you did last oh, year. I'll just soak <laughs> it all up, and we'll see what happens, hey? Let's, you know? let, let's start with one Queensland team, the Broncos, last night. St. George Dragons, my mighty Dragons, 52 to 24, mate. How good was that? Mate, I've got to say, we were saying the shackles have come up on a Friday, but the wheels fell off the Broncos in the second half oh, last night, didn't it? My God, that looked like it was going to be a battle of a game. Like, it was like, this is going to be a really good game. Back and forth, it's going to be awesome. And I don't know, was it a Sarko that was playing fullback last night? Who was the, <laughs> the brain snap of just watching a grubber with seconds to go for Duffy yeah. to just dive on it? Blew my mind. Yeah, and the second half blew wide open, didn't it? It was uh, interesting to see Jack DeBellin come yes. back. Only a smallish crowd of five odd thousand people, but they were on their feet giving him a standing ovation. And look, he did pretty well. Yeah, I've, I've got actually got a lot of mates from tomorrow that used to play with Jack back in the day. So they were kind of, they were actually there. I'm pretty sure they travelled down to watch that game. It's mm. going to be interesting for the Dragons, though, isn't it? Because um, not to to rag on your team, but that used to be their biggest excuse for the two years. Oh, we don't have Jack. We don't. We don't. We're in limbo. We don't know what's going on. Now you've got him. Now you flog the Broncos. Where do the Dragons go from here? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I think we've had no disruptions with State of Origin at all. So we've got mm-hmm. Jack DeBellin's back, a great ball player. Dufty, who I thought was brilliant last night, and, and putting Bird in the second row, I think was a bit of a – he looked fantastically sharp. So. Yeah, I, not, I agree. And, look, I, I can't understand, if we're going to be serious for a moment, why Ben Hunt's not part of that Queensland origin side. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been in some of the most compelling form of his career, Ben Hunt, and he was brilliant again last night. What did you think, Chad? I have a few question marks about our origin side, if I'm being honest. Uh, mm. One is, of course, I thought Ben Hunt at least at least on the team in the halves when we're having these issues with uh, with Munster. But I think because last time we had him and DCA in the halves, we didn't quite do too well when they kind of switched them around a little bit during the game. But my biggest problem with the Queensland side is AJ Brimson not getting the run of fullback after he played so well in 
in last year's series. I don't get Valentine Holmes at fullback. Chuck him on the wing, put AJ in the back. That's what I want to see. Yeah, I can't wait to flog you. Yeah, well, we'll have a good laugh yesterday with the great Mark Coyne, Queenslander, on the show. And uh, we were saying that Anastasia Palaszczuk, she keeps the borders shut, you know, for COVID reasons, but mm. half your team's from out of bloody Queensland, mate. She opens the borders for your Queensland team. Half of them are from hey. New South Wales and Popping New Guinea and places hey, like that. <laughs> Come on, mate. Honestly, here's my bold prediction. We'll close the border to New South Wales on Tuesday, I reckon. Since I've got those flights, they're not making up. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, mate. You guys better win. You guys better win game one in Townsville because you do not work. You know how hard it is getting in and out of Townsville? It is four and a half hours from Cairns. Four and a half hours from Mackay. It is the worst place. Uh, if you lose in uh, Townsville, you think the drive down Caxton Street's hard? Try getting out of there. I'll tell you what, mate. The, 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 well, the, well, the girls well, are getting ready, yeah. aren't they, Timmy, up in, up in Townsville? They're all polishing their tooth at the moment just to get ready for the, oh, for the, the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to flip that on its head. And how hard would it be for Queensland to get out of the ground if they lose? That, that, that won't be much fun. Hey, mate, honestly, what, what, do, you, what do you think of the Blues team? Um, Mark Coyne was saying yesterday that uh, – now, we, we, we picked two guys in the centres. Uh, they don't, haven't been playing in the centres. Um, and he says they might really exploit uh, and attack us there. What are your thoughts? I, mate, I've always I – mean, I've got a lot of mates from down New South Wales. One of my best mates and I always chat around Origin. And our main verdict every time is I feel like with Origin it doesn't really matter. Mm. Like I, I understand the logic of people like, oh, you're playing people out of position. Rah, rah, rah. I think outside of the halves and fullback – you can kind of mix around your outside backs. If you've got a fullback, they can go into the centres. If you've got a fullback, they can go into the wing. Like, it works. The, the New South Wales side, and this hurts me to say, was it was awesome last year and it's awesome this year. One of the big strengths you've got this year is, and remember last time when you really surprised us was when you decided to put in ages ago when uh, we thought it was going to be an easy run over New South Wales and you had, um, what was it, Reynolds and Hodgson? Yeah, yep. and it was yep. purely because they were playing so well at club level, mm. they got to jump in there. You've got the best halves combination in the comp. No one's been able to beat them this year, and now they're going to be steering around what is probably really hurts me to say this, but probably one of the most talented back lines going on. Tedesco, oh, yeah. fullback, like you've got a, you've got an abundance of riches. Oh, exactly. So I was just going to say, Timmy, here's the quote: If if New South Wales win this series. Penrith will win the competition. This is this is the biggest test for Cleary. If he can get us over the line here and we win two games in Queensland, we win this, I reckon uh, Penrith will go on to win about four premierships in a row. Wow. That is yes. huge. I'm yep. still standing by that they're going to lose to Melbourne in the final. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just writing that quote down. Yeah, okay. write Early it down, mate. June, Shane Lee yeah. says, uh, yeah, but look, it's a better team than last year. New South Wales are deaf. Look, the, the form that Turbo's in, uh, the form that Latrell Mitchell's in, it's going to be a cracking game on Wednesday. Now, uh, I could talk to you all day, but we don't have that much <laughs> time, Shad. Tell us your story of the week. You, you've done something this week. You're just that kind of guy. Oh, you've dropped this on me. I actually said to the producer that I didn't know if this would be appropriate to tell on this podcast. Oh, it's appropriate. Tell me. Oh, well, <laughs> you're underway now, buddy. You can't tuck it back in the cupboard. Yeah. It's not entirely my story to tell, but I will share this mm. with you. I've got a, I've got a mate of mine, uh, my mate Damo. He is uh, try, starting to try and have a, have a baby. Yeah. Um, and one of the things he's had to be doing is that they had to go and do a, um, a, a test. They had to go and test the swimmers. Oh, and oh yep. One of the most fascinating experiences I've ever heard in my life. So he, mm. he went to the clinic and they said, look, what happens is, is you need to go home, mm. take your sample, but the moment you have your sample, you have 45 minutes 
Exactly. It was like cue the Mission Impossible music after he's done. I could get, I could get more than one sample out in forty-five minutes. You've got to, you've got to get your sample done and dusted. You've got to, you got to test tube it up, get in the car and get it to the quacks. I mean, surely there's a room handy that you could sort of do it alongside. How's this though? He does it. He's on the race. He's telling me he's coming through. It's peak hour Brisbane traffic, which is a nightmare to try and get into the city. He's rushing in. He's watching this clock get. Gets to the clinic. <laughs> it's in West End in, in Brisbane. Gets mm. to the clinic, runs in, and there's a lady in front of him. He says an older lady getting her kind of test done, you know, going through the little purse. You know, here's my little ID. And he's going, geez, this lady needs a hurry up. Well, these guys are dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like bouncing around behind her, trying to get the attention of the lady. She finally goes, yep, what sample is it? And he holds up in, in the air. <laughs> His jar. <laughs> his jar. He's half a liter. He's half a liter of shaking <laughs> around. He goes, I've got I've got a sample. What sample is it? He's like sperm. Just holding <laughs> it in the air. Everyone in this in this builder probably looks at him and goes, Oh my god. And she says to him, Oh no, no, no. You've got to go to the clinic that's around the corner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so he had to bolt around the corner into this next clinic. He was saying, mate, he goes, I'm, I'm over time now. He's like, I'm running for no reason. It's now like well past the 45 minutes. He gets in there, runs in with his jar, and he said it's all frothed up now. So he's like, if it wasn't <laughs> time, he runs into that lady and goes, I've gone to the wrong one. This is it. I know I'm over time. Hands it over and the lady goes, why are you in such a rush? It's like, well, I've only got 45 minutes. She goes, no, 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 45 minutes to get here. And then we have 45 minutes to test it. Oh, beautiful. Uh, an hour and a half. So it was all safe. Apparently, as soon as a fine, I, I said to him, maybe get another sample because it's been shaking up that much along the way. We don't know, what's, we don't know what these guys are going to get up to. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite appropriate. We've got the Olympics coming up yeah. as well. Shad, until next week, we swim down this beautiful little laneway. Intended. Uh, weekend. <laughs> Good on you, Shad. Take care, mate. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, it is former Olympian John Stephenson. Play Sport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to playsport.com. Play Sport, whatever moves you. It's Friday fun day, and you know what that means. That means Johnny Steph, former Olympian, world champion, everything, really. He's on the line. How are you, John? Tim, how you doing, brother? Any better, I'd be twins. That means there'd be two over 100 kilo guys with these headsets on. But, um, Johnny, uh, let's start with Justice Hooney and Paul Gallen. There's a dust-up over the gloves. Like, he wants him to wear Adidas gloves, and Gallen says, oh, no, I've got a long-term deal with Everlast. How's this going to blast? This dance is part of the boxing pantomime that every boxing bout has right if you've watched mayweather before mayweather's a stickler on this stuff like he's so pedantic on what gloves that his opponent's wearing so it's nothing new but for those that aren't really well versed in boxing different boxing brands suit different styles of fighters so everlast gloves are normally known as 
for those who can hit a bit harder and they're called knockout gloves. And people think, you know, all the gloves are the same, but it's more the way the gloves are padded, where the padding lies within the, within the knuckle of the glove instead of within the wrist of the glove. And then there's other boxing gloves that protect the hands. So for some boxers like Mayweather in his early, early his career, he always, had, always was breaking his hands in fights. He used to fight in winnings gloves, which are a bit more like pillows. Mm. And he used to go out boxing um, and outbox his opponents. He wasn't looking to knock anyone out. And then most famously, there was a Mexican glove by the name of Rays, and they're known as the knockout gloves, right? So um, a lot of the Mexicans wore these raised gloves and they would just maw you to death with these knockout style type gloves. So um, look, th- there is sanctioning bodies that, that look over us and they make sure that the ounce weight of the glove is correct and all yep. that sort of stuff. But then it comes down to the boxer's personal preference. So a lot of, a lot of boxers will say, hey, I want you to wear my gloves because uh, I, I'm, I'm fearful that you've got a lot of power. So you're going to yeah. wear the winnings gloves, which are a bit more like pillows. So I know it's a bit long-winded, but I want to give our, our listeners... No, I don't understand that. The reason, the reason why I'm chuckling in the background is because if, if we had sort of uh, some listeners come in a little bit late to the conversation, all this talk about knuckles, wrists, pillows, they may... <laughs> They may go down a different track with all of this. Now, Justice, who... I was going to tell you about the knockout blow, but we didn't get there, you know what I mean? Oh, my goodness gracious me. This is Afternoon Sport on a Friday. Uh, what, what about Justice Hooney's dad? He's appropriately named Rocky, and, he, and he's come out and said, oh, no, I don't want him fighting any more of these football donkeys. I want him to fight a proper fighter. Any, any man with a name like Rocky and he's involved in boxing, you listen to, right? So, no, no, um, I, I, fair play to him. He wants his son to have a, a, a career which which wins a, you know, a WBC world title, you know, and I think he wants he wants to reach the heights of boxing and not only be known as as a cash cow or or, or fighting for notoriety. I mean, that's what these fights are. Dean Lonigan, um, justice promoter, came out and said, we took this fight because we knew it's going to raise the profile of justice, right? So mm. I think his father's like, look, that's cool, one-off. I'm a bit upset that there's two fights of this guy and don't think we're going to fight Sonny Bill and any of these other other rugby players because that's not my son's journey. So um, within context, his dad's making 100% sense. His delivery was just a bit rough, you know, so towards Sonny Bill because there was a point in time when Sonny Bill was really thinking about switching over to boxing and Barry Hall did fight when he was younger and Barry's, I think, is a good boxer. So just because they have a rugby or football pass doesn't mean that those two names I've just mentioned aren't serious about their fighting. Yeah, he didn't miss them when he called them donkeys, that's for sure. Now, on a serious note, um, and look, I really feel for her. Naomi Osaka has been through a difficult period. Um, She's obviously struggling with her mental health and she's pulled out of the French Open. What's your take on everything that's happened over there? Uh, You know, for me, this mental health sort of thing is, look, it's really prevalent in professional sport, but I think it's also prevalent within our society because, Mm. you know, we've got all these mediums now, which is not, I wouldn't say complicating a lot because a lot of them made our life a lot easier, but it just intensifies what your day looks like because you can't avoid some of these things now, especially your phone, your iPad, your computer, your now even your TV is, is interactive and all this stuff that's going on. So I think that wears away at certain personality types. And it's clear to be shown that, you know, with Naomi, she's battling with not only what professional players had to deal with 20 years ago, but also now what we're dealing with as a society. So mm. um, I don't, I don't completely disagree with her because I think she's there to play tennis and win games. You know, this is part of the professionalism of a sport. She asked, you sort of, you understand that this is how you get money and this is how you build the profile of the sport. And, and I think it's almost case by case that it has to be dealt with. So if the French Open demands that she does post press conference, because they always build the French Open, then she has the, she has the right to say, no, 
I don't want to do it. And they have the right to say, well, we don't want you in this competition because it's also a business. In order, without a business, that they can't get paid the money they get paid. So, but I do understand the fragility of, of her situation now. She is, and she is there fundamentally to play tennis. She's not saying I don't want to play tennis. It's about it's the business side of tennis that that she's climbing about now. That means she's willing to sacrifice the money she earns just to play tennis. I am okay with that. But it was interesting to see the support that she got around the world. And, and, and this by now, and I will read out a few of them I mean, on Twitter. I mean, Venus Williams came out and said, I'm so proud of you. Take care of yourself. See you back winning soon. You had people like, like Steph Curry come out and said, you should never have to make a decision like this, but so damn impressive. Take, taking the high road when the powers that don't protect their own major respect. Um, even people like, like Usain Bolt, this, um, which is <laughs> not very, I mean, he's a man of very few words. You say he, uh, he gave a three emoji of the praise hands emojis. Um, and he tweeted that meaning that it's resonating with some of these high mm. profile athletes. I mean, I, I named three very high profile athletes here, Steph Curry, Usain Bolt and Venus Williams all in support. So they must've all in somehow, um, mm. been affected by this. John, I could talk to you all day. I really, really could. I, I really, really could. Um, you could probably talk to yourself if you love yourself that much, but... Oh. <laughs> Mate, you know, we were going so well the last few, you know, episodes, you know. <laughs> just, you couldn't help yourself, could you? Just, let's bring Steph down to raise my own self-esteem. I love it. I, I, I just oh, see what you do, you know? Yeah, yeah. The louder I cry, the more doubt I imply. I've got all these pointers written down for my research, so I've got to chuck them in from time to time. You know, my funnies, my one-liners. I've got to, I've got to lean on those, Jay. Love you, brother. Love you too. Enjoy the weekend. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today goes to Shad Wicker and to John Stephenson and our wonderful sponsors, Shana. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And the great man, our producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll be back on Monday for your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care.